I like you 10% better now. Thank wow, you. this is... <laughs> you're, you might... I hope that doesn't go on the show. You might create some incels out of our audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I there's going to be some people very, <laughs> like, upset about, like, genetic discrimination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> discrimination against short men. Yeah. Yes. That's They're short fine. kings. This is what they are. Short short men is not a that's not a drawback, but tall is a plus. Short is fine. Okay, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> How tall are you, Justin? Uh, like a full foot shorter than Chuck. <laughs> hey, okay, All right, we should probably talk about politics. <laughs> Let's do the show. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Rock Hard Caucus. Uh, today we've got some good news to announce. Have you guys heard this? There's something that yeah, happened I'm last back. night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is the good news. And he's six five. I I just need you to know this, listeners. I did not know that he was so tall, and it's a very good quality. Okay, but there's other good stuff. Chuck is our <laughs> hot <five>. tall man, <laughs> and he's back on the show. <laughs> And I want to apologize if I sound a little bit different today. It's because I cut my beard off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's bad. I trimmed my sideburns, so that might also change the acoustics of my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I have a beard, but I'll sound the same. <laughs> anyway, the real good news. Uh, Bernie Sanders leads the Iowa poll for the first time just weeks before the Iowa caucuses. This is good stuff, folks. Bernie coming. Just coming for their asses. Vote blue no matter who. Apparently no one has ever lost the caucus in the last six cycles if they were winning this particular poll at this time. It's very good news. It's I believe the last time news. the last time we had an extremely popular politician that mm-hmm. won the Iowa caucus uh, was Obama. And that went, well, his election went pretty well, but, you know. <laughs> I you think know, he uh, got like the last easily. ten cycles, the candidate who won ended up um they either won iowa or new hampshire and like bernie's in great position to win both yes yeah like i i don't know i don't think anyone else is really going to challenge him in new hampshire but yeah he's like legitimately the front run right now i think anybody that knows me knows that like uh i'm pretty pessimistic about this but i actually feel like more optimism than pessimism now with this most recent polling data so uh, that's really, honestly, the first time I can say I've felt this way, like truly felt this way, more so than the other uh, since 2016. Hell yeah. So it's this is true. exciting for me. It's exciting for everybody. It's mm-hmm. it's great. This is good. What is this yeah, feeling of hope? Yeah, it's a good sign. We also had a big snowstorm. Yeah. That night. So, you know, it's a good sign. And like, he's the only one who can make a, a reputable claim to being an anti-war candidate. And this is like the most unpopular <clears throat> warmongering. She's done, dude. She dropped what? out yesterday. What? She's done. Yeah. No. I, I know it's terrible. It sucks. <laughs> Here are the numbers <laughs> on this poll. Bernie is at 20%. Elizabeth Warren is at 17. Pete Buttigieg is at 16. Joe Biden 15%. Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Klobuchar 6, Yang 5, Booker 3, Gabbard 2, Steyer 2, Bloomberg 1. Bennett, oh Delaney, Fuck. and Deval Patrick and Marianne Williamson all at zero. None of these at 1% and not sure at 11%. Not sure. Tom Steyer, I got more shit in the mail from him. and I, I know you guys so probably did too. Yeah, I How got more do we shit. get so much? I hear radio ads a for huge, him. Yeah, and there's a huge billboard on 380 going southbound for him that's like right by Nesper across the road from it. 
Yes. Like there's yes. a bunch in Cedar Rapids. Oh. Yeah. yeah well, there's a bunch. It's How, working for him, man, because he's qualified for the next debate. That two percent is like all those people that just see it fucking on the, yeah, the side of the road works. and they're driving by, like, oh yeah, sure, this guy seems good. You know, that climate change is bad. It works. I like this guy. Yep. I said it. I said this months ago. Signs. It's all about the signs, baby. The more signs, <laughs> more Actually, advertising doesn't work on me because I'm a sh- uh, not a sheep like the rest of society. <laughs> He's more of a monk. I have four signs, so I'm doing my, my opinions part. And, and preferences are just hard coded in me. <laughs> I was born this way. I love when people say that shit. It's like, like the ad marketing industry isn't like billions and billions of dollars <laughs> like right it doesn't work on smart people like me though uh, <laughs> speaking of signs i had my bernie yard sign disappear earlier this week i don't know what happened to it Haters. i lost my medicare for all sticker too did i tell you that or my magnet no it's gone was it on your vehicle it was magneted on my vehicle yes did you get a car Dang. wash recently uh yes I had. <laughs> <laughs> I got Might a, be related. I only, the case. Say that, I only say that because I got Detective a car wash. Chuck. Yeah, I got a car wash and it blasted my Rough Riders and my Colonel's magnet off my truck. And I noticed it when I got oh. home, but it was gone. <laughs> okay. Well, then it well. wasn't stolen. <laughs> Good news, everyone. <laughs> I think my yard sign probably was stolen. Yeah, probably yeah, was. that would probably was stolen. They took the sign, but the metal like posts are still in the ground. It's very weird. People are petty, man. Bernie derangement syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie derangement syndrome. <laughs> oh boy. Do you boy. think it was another? Otherwise Democrat? known as BDS. Am I right? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming onto your private uh, property, destroying your private property because they can't handle someone with a different opinion. That's pretty sad. <laughs> Liberals, I tell ya. Uh, oh, this is going to be so much fun, dude. I can't wait to do this for four years. Yeah. <laughs> I replaced the stolen sign with two more signs. So if this happens again, nice. I'm just going to keep You're filling up my yard. You're just going to keep doubling them. <laughs> yeah. <just> Eventually. <laughs> you can't even tell what they say. There's so many of them. <laughs> That'd be so tight, dude. They're going to have to, like, organize their operation and have, like, multiple people come to, like, <laughs> actually be able to take out the signs in time to not be noticed. It's like uh, I was watching, they reminded me of a video I saw back in 2016, and it was actually the video that I came to IRC later that day, and I was like, Trump is absolutely going to win. It was a compilation of people that had booby-trapped their Trump signs in their yard and had, like, outdoor <laughs> cameras, and it was, like, videos oh. of people trying to steal their signs. And, like, I don't know. It was, like, kind of morbidly funny to me a little bit. But at the same time, like, that type of energy that those people had to do that, mm-hmm. I, that's that's when I was like, this this isn't good. <laughs> like, these people are all absolutely going to go out and vote for him. Yeah, definitely. In property rights. obvious. <laughs> they care about property rights more than human rights. <laughs> yes. Yeah, obviously. And when I'm looking back, like, it's so obvious that he was always going to dominate. Why did I think she was going to win? I don't know. I was a moron. <laughs> we all were. Yeah, I mean, everyone fell for that. Not everyone, but pretty much everyone. Pretty much everyone. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say, I mean, she did win the popular vote, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I think the biggest shock was that she lost, like, Michigan, Wisconsin, and shit like that. Whoa, she she barely campaigned there, and she lost? Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> Absolutely, 100% on her, but 
I mean, I don't think it was necessarily like foreseeable. I mean, it's elections are fucking madness. It's hard to fucking predict. <laughs> this is all shit that we we've known for years, but uh It'll be better this time because we have a candidate who will campaign in the Midwest. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the poll we were talking about, this was the Des Moines Register poll uh, conducted by Selzer, I think is how you're supposed to say that name. Yeah. Um, Which is reportedly like one of the most reliable polling firms in the country. White Claw. It's brought to you by White Claw. Yeah. Hard (laughs) Selzer. And so... Something to note about this, the margin of error is 3.7%. And if you remember, the viability threshold for getting any delegates is 15%. There are only four candidates above 15%. Again, Bernie at 20, Warren at 17, Pete at 16, Biden at 15. Mm -hmm. Uh, You may have noticed that three of those candidates are within the margin of error of the viability threshold, and one is not. Bernie is the only one that's not within the margin of error of the viability threshold. This is uh, a really good poll for us. I mean, he's good for him. I mean, he's been putting in a ton of work in Iowa. He's basically yeah, been living he's here for here the last two months. The time. Yeah. He's here every weekend, my dudes. He really, like, he's mm-hmm. doing a good job. I'm going to see him later today and tomorrow. <laughs> you might get him to yourself, dude. It's pretty shitty out there. Can you imagine how cool that would be? It's just, just you there and it's just him. <laughs> Just hanging out with Bernie. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, Justin, it's good to see you again. <laughs> Please we have a seat. Done a, we haven't done enough impressions of him. I can't do one, but... I would like to hear it. I'd like to hear your attempt, Natalie. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> I literally cannot do any accents or impressions. You tried to do the goofy laugh once on the show, I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, nice the yuck, to save yuck, the day. Yuck. And it's very bad. That one I do do, though. <laughs> I thought it was good. I knew what it was. So Bernie has a, a Brooklyn accent. I imagine if Natalie did a, Bro- <laughs> a, a Brooklyn accent, she would sound more like Harley Quinn from Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Halloween costumes. <laughs> Just in case uh, any of you listening have never heard what Bernie sounds like, uh, <laughs> I, when I first heard him talk, <laughs> when I first heard him talk, the first thing I thought was he kind of sounds like a Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he does. It's a real good voice. I could listen to it forever. I could definitely listen to it for four years and not be annoyed. Well, yeah, what he's saying also has something to do with that. I think. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't like greeting. Yeah, no, I agree. Can you voice. imagine having listened to Hillary Clinton for this oh, long? Sorry, oh, Chuck, or, but it would have been. Yes, I can. Yeah. And I'm enjoying thinking about it right now. <laughs> Ted Cruz was the second runner-up. Like, he was the runner-up. Oh, imagine God, Ted bad. Cruz as president. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Have you guys seen the video of him like lighting the cigar? Did I send you that? And then talking yeah. about... Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it reminds me of that... Like that Papa John video where he talks about eating 50 pizzas in 30 days kind of had the same energy, I thought. (laughs) Yo, Papa here. (laughs) But what I was going to say, too, one thing I think that makes Bernie uh, a successful speaker is that uh, he rarely falters. Like, he's a very steady speaker. Like, his, his pace is always good, and he never really 
you know, stammers or never really gets ahead of himself or anything. Like he's very no. good at communicating his message he's very so clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Very to the point. He's gotten better since 2016. Too, he absolutely sure. has. He just basically does the opposite of what fucking Trump does. And, like <laughs> it sounds good. Oh my God. I can't wait for them to debate. It's going to be so they fun. Won't. He'll never, he'll never do it, but it yeah, would be Trump. amazing. <laughs> Trump will not do it. I guarantee it. He will it. never do it. Never. <laughs> but it would be amazing. Oh, God, it would be. Like... <laughs> the most satisfying thing that ever happened. I can't wait to read the articles about it for one week and then everyone forgets about it. Yeah. That Don't Trump have no effect at all. <laughs> too afraid to debate. But you know what? I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that t- Trump is a scaredy cat. You know? It's satisfying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not really about it. He's not really about that life. He doesn't really want the smoke. Um. So since uh, I just told you the, the numbers for this poll, I want to do a little bit of a callback. If you remember towards the end of our first episode, we each gave our predictions for how the Iowa caucus would shake out. Again, this poll says Bernie, Warren, Buttigieg, Biden. These were our predictions. I predicted first, Bernie. Second, Warren. All right. Good so far. Yeah. Third, Harris. <laughs> nice. My uh, biggest failure. Oh, God. I don't even remember what mine was. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Evan right? Evan said Buttigieg, I thought. Hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll tell oh, we'll you. Get, we'll get there. We'll okay, I'll tell okay. you the truth. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. So, can I really be blamed for uh, thinking Harris would do better than she did? Do you no, think I was so off at base? At the time, or... no. No, I think no. you... The only blame is for believing in the pundit class that there was a surge yeah. for Kamala down the road, you know? Yeah. Too much faith in the establishment media, Justin. <laughs> That's right. I, I must you purge know, that You know Justin. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, I'm being entirely ironic, <laughs> as usual, but... <laughs> I think he has a healthy skepticism of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I almost put her in there. And I put Pete four. So I had three out of four of the top four correct in the right order, too. Uh, but Evan, yes, he, he predicted Bernie, Warren, Buttigieg, Biden, which is exactly what the poll shows nice right now. Yeah. If that actually shakes out that way, then, like, I'm going to, like, try to make You could a... have won some serious money off of that. Yeah, I know. I, this is... Yeah, my career paths are either like actuary, science, or gambling. <laughs> Generate gambling. Those are the only two things that like I could be good at, like really good at. So Evan is our prognosticator. Yes. He's our Nate Silver. <laughs> <laughs> except he's right. It's a well, grave insult. <laughs> yeah, except I yeah. at least see where the wind's blowing. <laughs> Nate Silver is just like, <laughs> he doesn't know which way is up. <laughs> okay, and Chuck's predictions. Here we go. Chuck put number one, <laughs> Biden. <laughs> number two, Bernie. Three, Warren. And then four, he said, pick a body in a suit. Oh, well. That's correct. That's <laughs> yeah. Buttigieg is a body in a suit. Later, he revised that to Yang as a sort of joke answer. It definitely <laughs> was a joke. <laughs> I wasn't too far off, I guess. I, I got the right the, people, I got, just in the wrong yeah, order. Basically. But that's, I cannot I believe know. that Evan predicted Biden in fourth. I can. He's smart and he's my friend. Why don't you believe that he could have done it? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I was. Everyone knew he was going to fall apart. The thi- the thing is, though, is I think fourth is. I, I don't think he'll actually finish fourth in the polling. Honestly, probably not. I mean, I'd be surprised. But I think that you picking Buttigieg though was interesting because back then he was like 
he wasn't pulling yeah. very high at all. Like you pick that just based off of like the energy that you felt in, De- in the Des Moines area. I'm well, pretty sure. Just and, like knowing the surge how that he liberals had. think and just yeah. like the kind of people that I interact with. <laughs> yeah, that's a hell of a guess. The P energy is big in Des Moines. Oh, it seems like it. Yeah. Yeah, I see a lot of bumper stickers, but oh my god, I saw three Joe Biden bumper stickers on the same car yesterday. It was amazing. Was one from back in the eighties. No, <laughs> one of them kind of looked retro, but one of the stickers was a no malarkey sticker. Oh which, yeah, amazing! I know. I was like, God damn, this is like catching a super rare. It's like a shiny Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is I was listening at work to the show that you guys did the other week, and uh, you brought up how he ran unsuccessfully for president back in the day, and uh, he was bald back then. I don't know if people knew that or not, but yeah. he had dark hair and he was bald. And now he has hair. And yeah. he, he just comes back, you know, 20 years later, <laughs> throwing to Obama, and he's like, go ahead, say something. I fucking dare you. <laughs> like, I think he was balding, like, in his first Senate run, which he, he yeah. was, like, less he than was, 30. Yeah. 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 It will shock you to know that I spent a lot of time uh, with George. <laughs> I'm not shocked. <laughs> It's definitely plugs. I spent a lot of time deciding if he got injections or if it's like like a toupee or it's plugs, but it's definitely plugs. I zoomed in on his forehead a lot of times trying to figure it out. Uh, it's like By the LeBron way, the, uh, the car with the bumper stickers was Maryland plates, so they they definitely were like uh, working for his yeah. campaign. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were. They're betraying their That's congressman, John Delaney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened to brand loyalty? <laughs> uh, and then Natalie's prediction was one Bernie, two Biden, three Warren, four Buttigieg. So again, the right Pretty people, just the wrong order. The right people, yeah. I mean, that very well could be how it shakes out. You know, I'm not, I'm not counting my victory yet. I think, I think Warren's going to do pretty poorly. I mean. If you're going to go by the margin of error in that poll, then really anyone in the top four could win still. So I'm not... Yeah. Bernie has... I mean, the big thing is the Bernie supporters being the yes. most resilient. I mean, that's... Yeah. Which we bring up often thing. because it's it remains... It's endearing. It remains true. I think that Warren can really do nothing except continue to fade. Like, I don't see her yes. campaign getting any yeah. stronger at all. I think it's peaked, and I think it's all downhill from here for her. Yeah, she's rudderless. <laughs> right, her people are going to go one way or another if they start defecting. They're either going to go to Bernie, or the more moderate ones are going to go to Buttigieg. Yeah. There's plenty of people yeah. I, I've i just read, and a couple people that I know that said that they they like Warren because she doesn't seem as quite, like, quote, radical, or, like, not as, like, far... Yeah. Like, they don't see, like, plausibility in Bernie's electability because they think he's too far to one side. But, I mean, I think they Professional managerial class likes her so much. Yeah, exactly. It's because she's not as threatening to them. Yeah. I hate myself for saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Once Bernie starts racking up some wins, he will appear viable enough that he'll start picking off the more progressive Warren supporters too. Oh, I think yeah, they absolutely. I think they maybe think he's not possible mm-hmm. because they're because they're politically dumb. But and I, I think that's probably true for a lot of the undecideds too. Yeah. Yeah, I remember there's an eleven percent in that poll that said they're not yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I honestly no, have no. thought about this last day and I think it's more likely that, that those also break towards Bernie than towards I would all those that eleven percent is all voting for Trump. <laughs> don't worry about it 
at the Democratic caucus. These are likely (laughs) caucus goers, Chuck. They're going to show up to the caucus wearing Trump shit. (laughs) No, I guess, yeah. Change their affiliation to Democratic. There's plenty of people. Yeah, you can change your affiliation. (laughs) There has to have been people that have done that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's like a whole thing. I'll tell you who answered this poll. Uh, This was conducted January 2 through 8. So pretty recent. Uh, This was for the Des Moines Register, CNN, and Mediacom by Selzer and Company of Des Moines. Uh, It's based on telephone interviews with 3,131 registered voters in Iowa, including 701 who say they will definitely or probably attend the 2020 Democratic caucuses. So this is basically uh, based on the answers of 700 people who picked up the phone, uh, which I would say is definitely undersampling the Sanders demographic. Yes, Yes, it is. I mean, they they do adjust for that, but I, yeah, polling is... (laughs) It's inexact. Yeah. But this is the big, this is the best poll, like consistently the most like accurate poll, uh, the CNN Des Moines Register one. And, you know, there's science behind it. Yep. Um, Here's a little paragraph about Bernie in the Des Moines Register's article announcing their poll. Could Sanders gain the Iowa caucus's win that eluded him in 2016? Selzer said the data suggests it's entirely possible. There's just the Bernie factor, Selzer said, which is even stronger than we saw in the last cycle. Although this is the first time in his back-to-back races for president that the Vermont senator has led the Iowa poll, his support this cycle has remained remarkably firm, a fact his campaign has worked to exploit. Sanders supporters are more likely than those who support the other leading candidates to say their minds are made up, 59%. And they are extremely enthusiastic about their candidate, 49%. Just 32% of Warren supporters describe themselves as extremely enthusiastic and 26% each for Biden and Buttigieg. That's surprisingly low for Buttigieg, Mm -hmm. to me at least. Well, I mean, what do you have to latch on with it? I guess we've really demoralized them (laughs) in just like the past like two (laughs) weeks. They just have like been like, oh, fuck, (laughs) like the wine cave thing. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, shit. The shingles are coming off the roof. They're not doing the high, high hopes dance anymore. <laughs> yeah, <they're, laughs> their hopes have, have reversed are not polarity. Polls <laughs> <laughs> have shown the hopes are down, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yep, dash, dashed hopes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. They play that song before uh, play introductions at the hockey game on Friday nights, and it's horrible. <laughs> like, I can't help but think of that dance. while They, they play the whole song, oh, too, with, like, a video along with it. Um, did you listen to the mashup that I put at the end of last episode? Yeah. Basically, <laughs> in my head, I can only hear that song, like, slowed down, like, super <laughs> far. Uh, <laughs> when, I, when I think about it right now, which I don't want to be. Maybe I'm I really don't want to listen to that, then. No, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's awesome. It's awesome. I took the vocals from High High Hopes and put it over the Oogie Boogie song from Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, no. <laughs> and it rocks. <laughs> it rocks. It does. <laughs> Justin has been killing it with editing lately. Oh, yeah, for, absolutely. For both, Thanks. for both the ladies and the regular. <laughs> the regular. <laughs> the regular. <laughs> that is what being a white male is like. It's it is. The regular. I love it. Uh. <laughs> you knew what I meant. <laughs> All right, so they they put together this thing uh, uh, called the footprint, which is um, it combines how many people marked a candidate as their first choice, second choice, or someone they are actively considering. They added it together and saw who was winning that race, and 
in that case, they show Pete Buttigieg with the biggest footprint. Mm-hmm. Oh, showing up the most times or whatever? Uh, yeah, so he has... Biggest overlap. Yeah, 16% show him as a first choice, 15% as a second choice, and 29% are actively considering him. If you add those together, he gets 60% of people considering voting for him. And then Warren is second with 59, and Bernie is third with 55. Uh, I don't know how useful this information is. It seems like they're just trying to yeah, <laughs> use the data in different Well, and ways. it's super close yeah. anyway. And, uh, I mean, I think the amount of people who are, like, diehard Bernies who will not switch is... Like, they're going to split the vote between Warren and, and Buttigieg more so than Bernie. I think that the point yesterday on that uh, Chapo interview that I listened to of <laughs> Bernie's the most electable because he's the only one who has supporters who will not move is a really, really good point. Because you have to nominate him because his supporters are not going to move this time. Well, yeah. I mean, probably, but I'm not. I'm not if, voting for If you're like a judge. blue no matter who person, then it makes the most sense to actually vote for Bernie. <laughs> that almost sounds kind of like Trumpish to me. It's like th- the base will not move. <laughs> like this has to be our guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is. And that's it works. Good. That's all I can think about. <laughs> he won. He's president. Yeah, he, that's he good. Is the president. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, I mean, it's a strategy that, like, I mean, <laughs> I don't, it's not a strategy, really, but it's true. Like, Bernie is the outlier. You know what I was thinking? It's really funny that, like, the one Democrat who, like, w- like was in their camp but went against, basically, the entire establishment for, like, his entire career is now the one guy who was just, like, fending off every single other Democratic contender and, like, very possibly and maybe likely could be the nominee. Like, that's got to sting so much for, like, people who are straight up, like, establishment Democrats. The one weirdo guy that they made fun of for years. Yeah, you know that. Like, just mad. came back from behind and just fucking took all of them out. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, can you imagine being online during like, this election? Even if he if loses, he we still win. Like, not now, but, like, the the way that the things are moving is 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 a great for at least leftist politics <laughs> we get to be the winners against the blue no matter who people Maybe. it's going to be so satisfying we'll see. can you imagine <laughs> can you imagine telling them blue no matter who and he's nominated in... oh i've already started <laughs> yeah um... it's it's very very uh enticing <laughs> uh, imagine but... september 2020 and he's the nominee Trying it's not to count my chickens. My birthday amazing. is going to rock this year. It's going to rock. <laughs> Mine too. I'm going to be celebrating 9-11 harder than ever. <laughs> uh, um, so speaking of the way things are moving, let's look at the age demographics on this poll. I'm going to start uh, higher. So if we break this down to just res- poll respondents above the age of 55... It's a very different picture than the overall poll results. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. We've got Biden at the top with 24%. <laughs> Buttigieg below him at 18%. My grandson, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Warren at 13%. The nice lady from my bridge club. <laughs> <laughs> Here's where it gets wacky. Klobuchar at 8%. Oh, wow. Really? <clears throat> I thought she'd I don't have higher. a joke for that one. <laughs> You don't want to joke about her. My insurance agent? No, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> She'll come after you. 
Oh, it's yeah, fine. No one's calling uh, Amy Klobuchar corny. And then Bernie is last behind Klobuchar with 6%. Ha! It's, it's, it's funny because, like, you're dying. <laughs> this <laughs> this you're isn't right, your is world funny. anymore. There's nothing you can do. It's like an it's... inverse of the the Pete thing where, like, we don't like him because he's, like, in, closer to our age and he's, like, totally doing the wrong things. And it's, like, those people, it's, like, Bernie is, like, he's the same age bracket as them and he's, like, doing the wrong things from their perspective, you know? Yeah. So it's, like... Why isn't Bernie a fuck-you-got-mine retiree like me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For real. Why isn't he a scaly dragon atop a pile of coins like me? <laughs> <laughs> I will say there are a lot of older Bernie supporters that... Oh, there don't. are. Absolutely. Yeah, they just don't show up in these polls. I The other day, I was talking to this guy who's 67. His name is Randy, and we talked for a while at this Bernie house party, and he's awesome. Like The, the older Bernie supporters are like mm-hmm. very diehard as well. They're cool. Good. Yeah, and they're, they're like very cool. usually people yeah. who have like been doing stuff for like their entire lives. Well, not always, but I mean, a lot of times they're like people who've been fighting for change for their entire lives. Yeah, and this guy in particular, like, he was talking about how he was not very politically motivated prior to like just a few years ago when he retired because he was just too busy like keeping his life together. And yeah. that, that's yeah. like the perfect perspective to becoming a <laughs> like a leftist, mm-hmm. just like spending most of your life working your ass off. Because be you don't understand that there's could be a material impact on your life yet. I know a lot of people that have spent their lives working their ass off that have zero class consciousness whatsoever, and they're always going to be Republicans. I never yeah, worked a I day guess. in my life, so I just read The Jungle by Umpton Sinclair. <laughs> you really haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Evan answers the phone. He, he answers emails at work, and then he occasionally has to take a phone call, of which he gets very upset about. No, 90% of the time, I'm just group chatting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just envious. <laughs> it does. It does rule. Hell yeah. Uh, the next age breakdown they have here is age 35 through 54. And this one shows Buttigieg at the top with 19%, followed by Bernie at 18, and then Warren at 17, Biden at 16. And it includes Klobuchar here at five for some reason. Uh, but yeah, age 35 to 54, it's an extremely tight race. They're all 1% apart. Pete, Bernie, Liz, and Joe all in a row. It's a little, little concerning to me just because, um, like I said earlier, I don't think that Warren is, is going to get any bigger than she is, but I believe that Pete's ceiling is still higher than what he's at. And Bernie's, of course, is higher as well. You know, we've said this many times before, but Bernie's floor, of course, has he has the highest floor. Um, but I just I don't know what, what the deal is gonna be with these Warren people, because when the campaign goes away and it comes comes grinding to a slow halt, you know, where do they go <laughs> from there? Yeah, it's worth thinking about because it seems like out of the four are really I mean, <sighs> Any of them but Bernie, like at your precinct, they could be non-viable. And then where do those people go in the second round? Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think Elizabeth Warren is going to do poorly. Right. And her supporters are not going to go to Bernie because the Warren's people I know generally are very different. Than, <laughs> yeah. They I don't, don't know. There's some that aren't, but. I don't think that they overlap as much as we say. I think if she's seen as non-viable, I could very well see a lot of the supporters going to Buttigieg, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't 
but I don't think Buttigieg will be any more viable than she will. Like he's only really viable here. Like well, think in about other it, though, polls, like, he's not. He's like pulling at like six percent nationally. Yeah, like he's, well, I don't. All think that he's matters going... is the people that show up to this fucking caucus. Like that's. Well, like, yeah, I can yeah. see a lot of people being excited to go and do this thing. You know, like that's, right. I, I mean, I, oh yeah, I'm not saying he could win. He could win here. I'm not absolutely, but like. I think that if he loses here, then his campaign is probably over. One thing I will say is that, like, if you look at this most recent poll and then the poll before that of Iowa, which was like two months ago, Pete has dropped nine percent between those two mm-hmm. polls. That's oh, unbelievable. God. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's, that, if that's a trend, like he's just going to keep dropping in these next. Yeah, I I think the biggest thing working in Bernie's favor is that he's been vetted for like two election cycles now. And like no one had like all of the attacks that they have against him, like even like, you know, like the the women in POC argument has been totally debunked. They can't even use that anymore because AOC. Yeah, well, and yeah, just because he has like the biggest number of Hispanic supporters, like you can see all these candidates like peaking and then falling like i think warren peaked uh, right around the healthcare flip-flop <laughs> yep and then Buttigieg peaked at wine cave and then like people are like seeing who these people are maybe a little bit more clearly and, and bernie's just been there consistent the entire time so uh, there's nothing else that they can that in the tank that they can use against him I am anti-Semitism. Very glad. Yes, I'm very glad that that seems to have fizzled out. They tried it right after Corbin, but they tried it. I, I hope it's over. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I mean, what else are they gonna do? Like, that's the same. That's their ace in the hole. I feel like is is the anti-Semitism. <laughs> yes. Uh, what else are they gonna do? I mean, of the Jewish yeah. children of a Holocaust. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like that <laughs> is the whole. Funny? That that's whole so like weak. Bernie is a sexist, Bernie is a racist, like that. That's played out. Like I don't think that even works anymore. It doesn't. Well, at not all. on Bernie, at least. Like no, it's yeah. You've you've raised it so many times, and it's been disproven so many times that it's like it's not even effective. Yeah, you can't put that tattered old flag up the fucking pole anymore. <laughs> like it's nothing left <laughs> yep. to it. Yep, yelling at people on Twitter works. I was it I was wrong. Work. Bullying works. <laughs> it does work. It works. Posting is praxis. All right, and the final age demographic, under 35. Here we have Bernie Sanders at 36%. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Number two is Elizabeth Warren at 20%. Yeah, because that's like, yeah. <laughs> he is dominating the under 35 crowd. Um, and then after that is Buttigieg at 13, Yang at 8, Biden at 4, and Klobuchar <laughs> at 4. <laughs> also, for anybody that uh, may be curious, that age demographic, that 18 to 35, is the largest voting base in the United States, and they now outnumber boomers as of the 2016 election. I'm very fairly certain. In voter turnout? Oh, man. I don't know about turnout, but of the number of eligible voters. Right, the actual population yeah. that is Yes, it's about 31% of the overall electorate is uh is that demographic yeah the trouble is trying to get yeah. all of them out to vote yes right exactly. if it's like a repeat of 2008 where tons of young people came out then it's gonna be a bernie bernie fucking landslide <laughs> yeah if this poll is to be believed and if our own eyes well, i don't are know to about a landslide but yeah i i mean i'm cautiously optimistic but pretty fucking optimistic and it's i'm throwing my caution to the wind 
<laughs> I am ecstatic. And additionally, look at what this proves about the future. Like, even if he loses, look at this. Like, mm-hmm. it's his world now. You know what I mean? That's what I was saying in 2016. He's not going to lose this time. <laughs> Either way, the Democratic time. Party and whatever, if whatever happens, 2024, the Democratic Party is going to be entirely different than it was in 2020 even. Yeah. And again, this is the same shit we were saying in 2016. But the, the problem look at is how much it's changed in just four years. We don't have that much time maybe to act, to change yeah. things. It's urgent. Yeah, I mean, it's urgent. Uh, so let's look at other ways this poll breaks down. If we look at women only, we've got Warren at the top with 20 to Bernie's 18. And then, you know, fuck the rest of them. Uh, if we look at men only, we've got, oh my God. <laughs> This is a stark difference. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, I can't wait for it. <laughs> right. Yeah, let's hear it. All right, so the ranking for women again. Warren, Sanders, <laughs> Biden, Buttigieg, and Klobuchar. Why is she even mentioned? And I don't she- know. <laughs> She's doing shockingly well. How? She really, I don't know. <laughs> I mean. She reminds people of their math teacher or something. Uh, yeah. She seems more genuine than like Peter Warren, honestly. <laughs> like, That's really not saying much. That bar. I, I know floor. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> she. I mean, I, I feel like she. Uh, you see what you get with her, or you get what you see. And uh, if we look at men, the ranking is Sanders, Buttigieg, Biden, Warren, Yang. <laughs> so Warren is. Polling at the top for women and polling fourth for men. Um, Ladies do better. Care to comment? (laughs) (laughs) Someone had to say it. Damn. Well, hey, just we all know that white women are going to vote for Trump again anyway, so. (laughs) White women? Yes. Of course they are. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what was the percentage of white women that voted for Trump? It was, it was 53%. Massive, it? Yeah. it was massive. White ladies suck. Even our, like liberal white ladies suck really bad too. And to be fair, I think it was like fifty nine percent of white men that voted for Trump, if not more than that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it was more than that. No, I think it was more than that. It had to be more. I mean, I did. It was way more. <laughs> Women are bad, but men are worse. Let's let's. Uh... That's correct. That's perfect. That's the best. That's the best way to put it. Is <laughs> we're all bad. <laughs> Women are bad. We're all little piggies the... <laughs> rolling around in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy that the pointless uh, single digits candidate for women is Klobuchar, but for men it's Yang. It's a very you know. Yeah gender dichotomy like, right there. I think sometimes like we do discount the credit of like symbolism like Obama meant a, a lot more than his actual politics and I mean having a woman president would also mean something to a lot of people that is very important yeah but also it's like you can't you can't judge based on like people's feelings about one specific person like these are like social trends and like huge demographic things it's not like I don't know it's it's unfair to expect all of that out of just one person i also looked it up and it was 62 percent of white men voted for trump <laughs> oh really 33 percent yes that's, that's a lot 62 percent that's real bad and it was 47 percent of white women that voted for trump 45 uh to clinton and 81 yeah. percent of black men voted for clinton and 98 percent of black women voted jesus yeah <laughs> Yes, is. there's nothing. It's just an asterisk on the side for the share of the electorate for Trump. <laughs> for <black women>. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
I think if Bernie wins Iowa and New Hampshire, he'll probably win South Carolina too, honestly. Oh yeah. Because that's I mean, what that's we'll what Obama see. did. Yeah. He was trailing. He was losing. In South yeah, he was losing in South Carolina. You're right. This is this is his race to lose, y'all, and I am so so happy. And we can take a moment to be happy. We don't need to I don't know, we need something. <laughs> um, if you break the poll down by uh, self described ideology, which the categories they give are Oh god. <laughs> very liberal, <laughs> liberal, and moderate. Uh, that's, uh, how that's the would full we spectrum answer there. that? <laughs> <laughs> it's the full spectrum. Very liberal, very liberal. liberal or moderate. <laughs> yep, there's nothing else. Uh, well, Bern- <laughs> Bernie's at the top for the very liberal and the liberal. He is third for moderates, who put Biden and Buttigieg ahead of him. Oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> That's interesting still, though, that he beats Warren in that category. Yeah, even like yep. moderately liberal. Bernie beats Klobuchar in the moderate lane. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> also... Nice. God damn. Yeah. Um, and then it breaks down by like where you live. So for the city dwellers, uh, Bernie's at the top, uh, Warren's second... Uh, for the suburbs, <laughs> uh, Buttigieg <laughs> is kind of killing it in the suburbs. He's got 24. Oh, imagine that. Top. Oh, yeah. wow. He's he's going to win my mine, right? Windsor Heights. Uh, <laughs> Probably. I couldn't tell you, but yeah. I'm interested to see where mine is because I live in a pretty like working class kind of neighborhood. Yeah, because you're like in like... I'm on the south side, baby. Yeah. It's like that... Uh, Moby song. I was thinking about posted on the southeast side. You guys know that song? <laughs> I love that <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Was, oh my god, makes that put that. In I don't the know what that show is. Description. Oh, it's a, oh, is it that, that rapper? Yeah, yeah it's a Cedar Rapids, <laughs> and I respect yeah. it because that's we're all southeast siders. I think. Well, Chuck lives on the northeast side. Now. That song rules. <laughs> I was just thinking about that song the other day. Holy shit! I can't remember <laughs> who it was. The southeast though. side. That is the best quadrant. Cedar Rapids. That is the best. That's easily the best quadrant. That's definitely going at the end of this episode. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm going to listen to that right now. <laughs> so the the breakdown for like uh, geographically where people live uh, goes city, suburb, town, and rural area. <laughs> <laughs> what? How do they? What are the? What are the? <laughs> what are the what criteria? Makes something a town. <laughs> town versus rural. I mean. <laughs> I don't know, but wow. uh, Bernie is winning the towns also. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. It's like I'm playing Rise of Nations or something. <laughs> Who, and then this, who's winning rural? Yeah, this is surprising. For the rural... Biden. I, no, for the rural areas, oh. they they have uh, Warren at 17, Buttigieg at 16, Biden at 15, and Sanders at 14. Wow. Uh, so that's basically like the older demographic. I it guess it's like. not really fair because like those rural areas are so vastly Republican that like, yeah, I guess it's kind of not fair to paint the people who might be lefty to like all be, it's going to be a total random sample too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's also, yeah, super hard to fucking pull. Yeah. Strangely enough, uh, Tom Steyer is fifth in the rural areas at 7%. (laughs) Interesting. It's those damn billboards. Just the ads. Yeah. I mean, it's the ads, it's the mailers, local news on their TV. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're watching the local news. Oh, it's that man that was fixing his roof. <laughs> Belt man, yeah. Oh, he's such a dork, dude. <laughs> coming from an extremely big dork. He is a fucking dork. I get his mailers literally every single day. It's kind of unbelievable, the number of mailers. Get out of my DMs. He's so fucking fake, too. Like, his radio ads are talking about, like, uh, how he, like, wants to hire women and persons of color and stuff and it's like 
It's just sure he does because none of them are applying for his campaign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wonder how much he pays. He doesn't pay Not as much, much as was... Bloomberg, probably. Because oh, when, yeah. we when we were, yeah, when we were phone banking, they told us that the Steyer people do not make fifteen dollars an hour. <laughs> That's egregious. Come on, man. Wow, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know what they make, but it's less than that, and they don't have a union, obviously. And um, yeah, I don't know how they knew that, but we were just talking about it. So they make like nothing. <laughs> You know, like, Bloomberg is also pulling, like, 6% nationally, too. And, like, I've seen... really? Yeah, like, I've been watching, you know, pirated sports streams, so I get to watch commercials from, like, other Oh, areas. yeah, that's always fun. <laughs> and there's, like, a ton of Bloomberg ads running in places that aren't here. You know, yeah. uh, now that you mention that, I, too, have seen that because I, uh, I'm i a big fan also of the Vegas Golden Knights. pirated sports streams. <laughs> yes, that, yes, that, too, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Vegas Golden Knights, and, of course, that's never going to be on television around here. Like, there's barely any hockey on TV as it is anyways, on mm -hmm. cable anyways, but uh, and I have seen Bloomberg advertisements on the local Vegas channels too, now that you mention it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, uh, he's spending dumping... like a billion dollars on he's ads. He's like spent more on TV ads than Steyer, I think, even yeah, at this point. Has, yeah. <laughs> oh Just my in a matter of like less than a, like a month. It's like a couple hundred million, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's, over, Lord... it's like 110 million or something ridiculous. And like Bernie has spent like... He spent the most of any of the like non-billionaire candidates, and it was like thirteen million, and then mm -hmm. like everyone yeah. else is just like shortly behind him. All right, so I think that's enough of the poll. We we got enough. Probably, yeah. yeah we got enough. <laughs> out Fuck of that. this shit. Fuck electoral <laughs> politics. <laughs> Bernie ranked choice voting, please. Bernie's gonna win. The caucus is like kind of close to ranked choice, which is maybe the only good thing about it. Yeah, it's deeply flawed, but it's yeah. I guess so. It's not exactly ranked choice, but like you have an option if you're voting for a nobody. You have yeah. a second chance, at least. You have a chance to redeem yourself <laughs> <laughs> after making the terrible decision to not vote for Bernie in the first place. <laughs> uh, so something else I wanted to bring up today. So the caucus is not just for deciding which delegates each presidential candidate gets. You also have the opportunity to submit things to add to the Democratic Party platform. So I have in front of me the official Democrat resolution submission form. <laughs> <laughs> you, you should do this. People, you should do this. It genuinely matters. Just send them the list of demands episode. Exactly. That's what I'm yes. thinking. We need to have our listeners fill these out with uh, our list of demands. <laughs> <laughs> one of which being everyone is gay now just right boycott israel on it <laughs> boycott israel <laughs> there you go this is uh this is the rock hard caucus 2020 mission get something on the iowa democratic platform we've got to do this folks uh natal you have some experience with being on the other end of this right yes so in the 2016 or no what would it have been when it was going into the governor's race i was 18 so yes so we did the caucus in 18 and then um i was elected a delegate to the lynn county convention and then um to platform committee and um it's terrible but it really does make a difference to turn in these forms because the way it works is you have all these forms and you can um propose a plank for the platform, um, which means like something you believe in, like it is resolved that 
we should legalize marijuana, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can be as complicated or not complicated as you want to. And then when the people who are on platform committee go and start to sort out all of the things that people contributed, then um, the stuff you wrote could actually end up on the county and then um, up and up to the state platform. So it's a, a yeah. really good idea to do these because it's really easy. And um, as many people as we have writing in progressive stuff is really, really good. So you get this form and it has like a bunch of lines and you can write whatever it is, the policy that you think should end up on the platform. And then those are all collected and the people on the committee go um, and get the stack of them and sort them by topic and then go through and it incorporate them all condensed into the platform that they submit up to the next higher convention. So yeah. if you write something, it they don't toss it out. They figure out a way to incorporate it, as long as it's not like completely antithetical to the like. <laughs> oh, this sounds like homework. <laughs> it's only no, it one sounds page. good. You, uh, it's really, it's really important to do, and they do I'm all. Do this. They do all actually end up with a committee and people read them and people incorporate your ideas. Do you get more than one card? You can do as many as you want. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to just, I'm just going to go in there and just get a stack. And just <laughs> Hire some people just out. Pop you should. Off. You, can, you can fill out as many as you want. So then they divide them by topic and like subcommittees work to do them. So I was on the Health and Human Services subcommittee. So we went through like all the different planks and condensed them into like a page of demands, planks, whatever, for lack of a better word, um, and then submit them to the full platform committee and then those get handed on up. So I was the boss of the Health and Human Services one and there was an anti-choice protester that I recognized from having been outside the Planned Parenthood clinic who was my secretary. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. Dope. Wow. He took notes and um, he changed them, the planks, because he doesn't like that there was like specific language regarding Planned Parenthood. And then I had to go and change them back and submit and report that he did that. <laughs> God damn good. Unbelievable. I was so angry. I was like, I am the boss of this committee. Like, <laughs> I don't usually talk talk like that, but I was like, I was elected to be the head of this committee, and you went in there, and you, yeah, I was, like, real angry at him. Respect. But people g- genuinely read these, and they genuinely get passed up the line, and once the caucus is over, you cannot submit any more of these. So what people submit at the caucus is all the platform committee has to work with. Yes. So you should fill out a bunch of them and put, like support for BDS and like whatever state stuff you care about, you should fill out as many of these as you can. And yeah, you do have to write like a freaking school essay or whatever, well, but it can be long. really, it's not that long. It can be really short. It can just be like, they only give you like a chunk of one page, a, ha- a half a page. Yeah. So it's really, I have a success story from 2016 that I recall uh, from the state party platform at some caucus somewhere, somebody submitted a resolution that was legalize all drugs. <laughs> and <laughs> at the state convention in Iowa in 2016, the Sanders delegates stuck it out and stayed until the very end of the convention. 
while the Clinton delegates got tired and went home and (laughs) basically had free reign over the state platform and got legalize all drugs on the Iowa Democratic Party platform. Perfect. I don't know if it's still on there, but it definitely (laughs) was in 2016. I don't mean to laugh because that is a very good thing. It's great. Yeah. You have the opportunity to do this, though, if you fill these out. Yeah. So it's a really good idea to do. And actually, you don't have to write an essay or whatever. That's more a thing that I do. (laughs) I was going to say, I mean, I'll just write a couple sentences. (laughs) You can write a couple sentences. I'm going to like focus on getting more cards in, (laughs) you know. Yes. But yeah, I've never did this before. And I will definitely ask for that. Just do something. Do something by every single topic. The topics are like are like labor, health and human services, environment. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, I have I have it in front of me. The categories are agriculture, economy, education, environment, government, healthcare, human <laughs> services, international affairs, and labor. Government and agriculture, definitely for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very concerned about agriculture. <laughs> There's a space for the resolution itself and then a space for your rationale for the re- the resolution. So do one for every topic at least. Does the Republican Party do this? Because um, no. I bet you there are some <laughs> interesting cards. <laughs> I'm sure they do something similar, but I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just... Uphold Christian values. Imagine what they would write. Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining. I won't say what I'm imagining. <laughs> like, if you could just write whatever, Republican. Like, what is their version of legalize all drugs? <laughs> There's black teenagers in my yard walking yes. home from school. That's the resolution. And it bothers me. <laughs> yeah. That's the resolution. <laughs> yeah, black cashier was rude to me at the store. <laughs> now I hate Black Lives Matter, and I love the cops even more. Just big block letters, <laughs> knockout <idiots>. game. <laughs> <laughs> ban the knockout sagging game pants. they're sagging their That's pants part of their, their party plank resolution Eating tide pods no trigger warnings <laughs> illegalize uh, safe spaces yeah make, make free speech legal again too while we're at it resolution merry christmas make it so facebook stops deleting my memes yes <laughs> resolution my my grandchildren have to friend me on facebook (laughs) all right so i will put a link to the pdf for the official democrat resolution submission form in the description of this episode i encourage all of our listeners to uh refer back to our first episode with our list of demands just transcribe all of those onto these sheets of paper Submit them at your caucus. We will take over the party platform every step of the way. (laughs) Seize control of the party apparatus. Seize control of the party apparatus. (laughs) So I have one more thing to, uh, to touch on before we all say goodbye. Can you guys guess what I'm holding in my hand right now? Your pecker. Oh, no. What did you say? That was the your joke, party right? apparatus? I said your pecker. Ah, your party oh. apparatus. <laughs> You're holding your party apparatus yeah. in your hands? Did anyone not assume that he was holding his dick? What have you got, Justin? <laughs> I have a book here in my hands. Oh, um, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is the first Joseph Dobrian novel. The title is Willie Wilden. Oh, uh, we, we 
talked about this a little bit before. It's got a nice little caricature of a Native American man on the front. Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very Chief Wahoo. <laughs> it's so racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't call it Willy Wylan <laughs> to make it more racist. <laughs> to improve the racism. Thank you. Uh, so it's 538 pages long. Ugh. It's got a nice little picture of uh, Joseph on the back with two of his cats. That's endearing. I wish I didn't know that. I know. It's the one well, one good thing. I know. He's got he's yeah. cats that look just like I mine. I mean, he does strike me as like a cat guy because he seems like reclusive and like weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. You all have cats. <laughs> You're like yeah. cat people. I mean, I'm reclusive and weird again, so. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have many cats. And I'm a cat person, <laughs> so I get it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Joseph Dobrigan's a <laughs> weird one. Yeah, so my plan for this, I'm going to read through it. I'm going to we're going to record some sort of book review episodes for the Rock Hard Caucus Patreon. Uh, I plan on sp- splitting this up into 10 parts, so <laughs> you're going to get 10 episodes of Patreon content Jesus out of this Christ. book. <laughs> how long though? Like half um, an hour? It's quick. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. Ten hour long episodes about <laughs> Joseph Dobrian is like he, uh, he doesn't deserve it. I mean, he does deserve it because he's amazing. But like, you making people pay for that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I set the goal. If we get thirty dollars a month, I'm gonna do this. People, I mean, there's sign gotta up be for some- it. There's got to right. be some gold in there. They knew what they were <laughs> going for. Super fan Andre was posting about it. 538 pages, one for every fucking electoral college <laughs> delegate. <laughs> yep. 538. Yep. Oh, is that what? Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. I don't think. I think it's a coincidence. <laughs> That'd be funny if he did <laughs> design it that way. All though. of his books are no, exactly if- the same length. <laughs> no, is that where the Nate Silver's website title comes from? Oh yes, yep. yeah, yeah. Also, it's a pencil and not a fox. I'm really. It's the a, logo I did for think it. it was a fox. I did think it was a fox. It was to be adorable. Cooper, if it was a fox. I think, pointed that out, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh I know, shit, I was it's, very a upset. <laughs> it's a pencil." It's a pencil. I used to be a big 538 head in like 2010. <laughs> Me too. But now, fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm planning on reading like 50 to 60 pages at a time for each of these episodes, and I'm going to write up a, a summary of each section and pull out some notable quotes. Do you guys have any other ideas for things I should cover about this book? Should we? I feel like we should like do a prediction, or we should, I don't know, or should we submit questions based on the... I, I said we should... I, I was said uh, like the over under on pubic hair references is like five and a half. <laughs> so does anyone want to like? You said bet, five, bet five and a half. Oh, dude, give me the under. <laughs> the under on pubic <laughs> oh, hair references. Okay. Oh yeah, I'll take the under for sure. Five hundred thirty-eight pages. What is the book about? Here, I'll, I'll read the. It's like it's there. You a go. Perfect. Veiled autobiography, but I'll read the back to you. Uh, so keep in mind, Joseph Dobrin is somebody who oh. was. Born in Iowa City, or at least grew up here, uh, moved to New York for a while, Talked and then about this one, yeah, and then came back like ten years ago. Um, so here's the back of the book for this. Roger Ballou's only source of pride is that he lives in Manhattan on the small income he makes as a writer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I'll take uh, you're right. I'll take the over. <laughs> <laughs> he can't remember the last time he had ambition, a cause, or a girlfriend. He's hot-tempered, cantankerous, suspicious, and as one acquaintance puts it, he looks like he's got Girl Scouts in his freezer. <laughs> he does. 
Yes. Oh my god, you know what? dude. I bet somebody that is something that someone said to him once. I guarantee it. Like yes, we were watching definitely. that video of him, remember? I mean, and like he looks like I don't know, he looks kind of fucking evil. Yeah, are we yeah. gonna talk about the recent developments <laughs> we've discovered about Joseph Dobrian? <laughs> This seems important. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let continue me, with this, though. Yeah. Let me yeah, finish, finish the back of the book. Yeah. Finish we'll, it. We'll cover that. Uh, when business dries up, Baloo takes a teaching position at Van de Vander College in the. Wow. <laughs> this is not at all related to his real life. <laughs> in the little upstate town of Wildenkill. Almost immediately, his contentious personality throws him into the thick of the college community's rivalries, romances, and <laughs> clashes of values. Clashes of values. Romances? An oh, older, yeah. older conservative man moves to a college town and... <laughs> yeah, He's going to like bang out a liberal um, woman professor and he's going to like convert her to his point of view. Yeah, oh, he for sure is. <laughs> Uh, Baloo's talent for making enemies puts him at odds with a writer whose fame far outshines his, a crusading filmmaker and the college's reform-minded president. But he wins a few unexpected allies, a used car dealer with a shady past, a gossipy lawyer, a tarot-reading professional golfer. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's an interesting character. That's a combo. (laughs) That is a combo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and a gifted surgeon who has mysteriously abandoned her practice. Did he just fill out a bunch of fucking a- Mad Libs? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what it like. <laughs> just like closed his eyes and threw darts at a court. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like a Mad Lib. That's funny. <laughs> How many of them do you think he bangs? Does he bang a student in this? Zero. Or does he make the lawyer? Oh, after I she bet- graduates. Well, no, wait, I-, I don't know. He's a libertarian, so yeah, he definitely bangs a student. <laughs> I'm gonna. Is it a student or is it the lawyer? Probably both. Probably all of them. Probably, <laughs> what percentage of <laughs> what percentage of, of female characters? <laughs> Do you think this passes know, the Bechdel test? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one last oh sentence on God. the back here. He I also think you're finds right. maybe a cause. ten episodes is justified. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also finds a cause defending Willie Wilden, the iconic but politically incorrect college <laughs> mascot. Oh my god. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. This is amazing. This is definitely <laughs> 10 episodes. Uh, so the main I'm so glad you're doing this. So the main character, I was saying Baloo, but his last name is spelled B A L L O U. How would you say that, do you think? Uh, what was it again? B A L L O U. Baloo? That's what I was saying. Maybe Balo or something. I don't know. Yeah. That's where you're from. Balao. Sounds like some, <laughs> sounds oh, like some French shit. I don't, <laughs> I don't fuck with it. <laughs> oh my god. Freedom. So did so he's gonna us. start out like oh like he's all miserable and cantankerous and then at the end of the book he's gonna be like everyone loves him and he's like <laughs> completely vindicated in all of his beliefs the book basically starts out with like somewhat close to reality and then it becomes like more and more just like <laughs> him yeah. vanquishing all of his enemies <laughs> and, yeah. becoming a superhero libertarian fucking objectivist He's, he becomes raw shock <laughs> I'm, taking the, I'm taking the over on the pubic hair <laughs> I mean now that I don't know does it count if he describes the same person's pubic hair more than once <laughs> how much how much i guess I, i'm the, 
the casino, so I have to <laughs> front the money. But <laughs> do we want to actually put some money down? Um, so you, you can't have it has to be a half number. So you have to say yeah, yeah. Five that's and a half I said. Or four and a five half. Five and a half. Five and a half. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what's 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 the line at. What are we looking at here? I don't know. I don't know enough Just about betting. Straight up. Okay. Um, straight up. I'll take the under. I'll, I'll put twenty bucks on the under. All right, Natalie and Natalie's taking the over. I'll take the over. <laughs> oh, take I'm not taking money. that anything for okay, money. Okay, well, Chuck's not like to bet, so I will. I will accept the over of twenty, 20 bucks I for twenty. Made. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm marking this down now. So, uh, we'll remember Evan this basically for sure. believes that they'll be mentioned six times or more. And he's I'm gonna five times or less. He's gonna. There's gonna be at least six women that. He beds and he's yeah, going to describe, gonna describe each of their... all of their pubic hair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's 538 pages. What if you and <laughs> knowing what we know about Joseph Dobrian, I don't know, do, man. Do this book like... is going to be. <laughs> there's well, gonna maybe be some... you're right because I mean the only author that I've read that I can ever think of like consistently describing pubic hair is Bukowski. <laughs> <laughs> like he loves talking about pubic hair. He does. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's going to be. Yeah, a lot of instances of horny, and I bet a lot of instances where he like uses logic to like <laughs> to bet them <laughs> to like win an argument. <laughs> uh, uh, I want to read this now. I'm gonna keep a horny count as well. Yes. Oh, absolutely, a horny count. Instances of horny. <laughs> well, how can we even over under that? No, I'm yeah, just gonna well, keep a no, running that's... tally. <laughs> That'd probably be at least thirteen and a half, fourteen and a half. I would say for that. Didn't you say that you open to a page of hentai? Um, <laughs> a, friend, a friend of mine, uh, Christine, she she lives here in Iowa City. One time she was at the public library and just happened upon one of his books. He's kind of an infamous figure around town, of course. Uh, so she saw his books were at the library like, oh, my God, I have to look at this. She opened one of them, opened to a random page, and he was writing about hentai. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, that's man. a little bit of the uh, inside information that I have. <laughs> oh, I've sealed my own yeah. fate. <laughs> yeah. That is a little bit I got, unfair. I got tipped off a little bit. He's already walled me up like Montressor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so we we referenced this uh, just a few minutes ago, but uh, yesterday or maybe the day before, I was just sort of Googling Dobrian, you know, getting ready to read this book. I want to do a little bit of research, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> I searched Joseph Dobrian on YouTube, and my God, how have I been missing this? He <laughs> he hosted. I watched all those videos, by the way. <laughs> he, he was in. Stayed up all night watching Joseph Dobrian public uh-huh. access shows. <laughs> when Joseph Dobrian lived in New York, he was uh, like a, an officer in the local Libertarian Party or whatever. And he, as part of that role, he hosted a public access show called Hard Fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, dude. He rules. He does I love rule. him. Okay, hey, quick pause, y'all. Yeah. Um, we have to, we're going to the caucus leaders training because we're all in and we're going to stuff all the time and we're going to be caucus leaders. So I got to go. God bless. Yes. Okay. So, um, which the Sanders campaign has like a child room at their office. And I really think everyone should do that because it's going to like Scout gets excited to go. Um, but we are heading to train to be caucus leaders. So I am leaving these morons to end the episode way less funny than it was with me in it. <laughs> All right. That's fine. This is You'll the do- Dobrian time. Oh. Dobrian time is for the boys. 
you can just um, make a robot laugh. <laughs> like a. Yeah, we'll bring Robo now. Female robot voice <laughs> laughing at all of our jokes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have fun, boys. Right. Good work, Natalie. See you later, Natalie. Thank you. Don't yeah, forget to good, send good me shift. your recording. Okay, bye. All right, see ya. All right, now it's men only. We're going to yeah, bring back perfect. All right. bring back the new metal now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, yeah. yeah. So, so Dobrin, he hosted a public access show for the Libertarian Party in New York called Hard Fire, and there's a whole bunch of episodes of him hosting the show up on YouTube. And in one of them in particular, <laughs> he interviewed Christopher Cantwell. <laughs> Friend of the show. Uh yeah, a you know the, current the vice news Nazi. Currently also a known literal as the crying Nazi. Nazi. <laughs> yes. The crying Nazi. Oh yeah, yeah, that's more. You Google crying Nazi and he pops up. At the time he was running as a libertarian for some office or other, I forget, but now he has taken the path to full white nationalism. Chris Cantwell is a Nazi and there's an old video of Joseph Dobrian interviewing him. It's a very friendly interview. <laughs> and they're just stroking each other off, like, <laughs> nonstop. <laughs> like, he's got a big old shit-eating grin on his face the whole time. Both of them do. They're loving talking to each other. They're fucking agreeing on everything. It's so, so funny. And even worse is the comment section for that video is a bunch of, like, people like, oh, yeah, this is, like, the progression, the the <laughs> the virgin libertarian, <laughs> and now he's the Chad <laughs> White supremacist. <laughs> oh, man, and these people are serious too. Like, yeah, oh, it's like a whole <laughs> bunch <laughs> of them. Yeah, yeah it's if like, you it's... watch that Vice News thing about Charlottesville, like he's interviewed heavily in it, and he's oh, like yeah. <laughs> the biggest piece of shit. Like, oh yeah, ever. He's such a fucking greaseball. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the YouTube comments are from people with profile pictures of Nazi flags and shit. Like it's it's legitimate. Yeah, and it, mostly anime <laughs> avatars, but yes, that too. Ha, yeah. ha, ha, ha. Shocking that a libertarian would turn out like a you know party party member libertarian <laughs> ha, 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 ha. would turn out to be a fucking Nazi. <laughs> Just yes, which is interesting shocking. Because this the is Nazis a... are actually socialists. <laughs> ha, so. ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you search Joseph Dobrian on YouTube, there's lots of material to mine there. Uh, there's also, I found, an hour-long video of him reading from this book at Prairie Lights, oh. so I'm sure I will be pulling samples from that. Man, oh, imagine man. if you went to the bookstore and, like, Joseph Dobrin was there reading <laughs> fucking book and how <laughs> mad you would be. <laughs> just sitting at this fucker. I have a story about that, but I will save it for the Patreon episodes. <laughs> okay, oh, cool. I can't handle it anymore, anyways. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's enough Dobrin for now. Oh, we also know yeah. that he played Dracula at the uh, community oh. theater, which is perfect because yeah, <laughs> like that is like I'm saying. <laughs> he did he's, not. Yeah, dude, he fits the I have, role. <laughs> I have a photo of it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to see your pubes. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been saving that one? <laughs> I I said it immediately. I said it immediately in the group chat as soon as I posted. <laughs> but I I'm glad I got to say it on the show. <laughs> okay, well I think that's that's enough for us today. Um, thank you, Chuck and Evan, for joining me today. Oh, uh, you're welcome. Yeah, anytime. No, thank you to Natalie who bailed on us. <laughs> no, you bailed to do. Actual do, training. Gee. do not make fun of me. 
I am the best one on the show. Um, I'm going to go canvas in a little bit here. Then I'm going to uh, meet Bernie at a coffee shop. And tomorrow I'm going <laughs> to a rally with Bernie and Rashida Tlaib, which is pretty exciting. Oh, man. Yeah, we're we're coming down to the wire here. So if you're listening and you haven't done any volunteering yet, please, I implore you, get on a phone at least. Do something out there. We can yes. win, but we really need to be pushing, keep the pressure on. Bernie's going to win Iowa, but only because we continue pushing for it. And like I said, there's an old saying, what do you do when you're ahead? You get more ahead. Yeah, that is right. that is true. Do not rest on laurels. Vote for Daddy Bernie, bitch. You don't want to wake up on February 4th and think, what could I have done more to help this happen? We don't want Pete Buttigieg to beat him by 1%, okay? We want to win. We must defeat Pete Buttigieg. Hell yeah. Handily. Like, yes. indisputable victory. That's right. Like, it, they cannot ignore the margin of victory. That's what the goal is. <laughs> they cannot poo-poo it. <laughs> and we're we're on the way towards that. We're building to it. All the libs are bending the knee on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, they're bracing been, for it. They're ready to accept it. Kiss the pinky ring. There's been so many endorsements, too. And, like, I've seen a lot of people who are, like, changing their minds and being like, all right, I'm all in for Bernie now. Like, they, people are seeing that it's possible. Guys, we are going to win. Yep. For sure. Uh, one thing to leave you on, the next Democratic debate is January 14th. I'll make sure to have the episode out by then. Uh, it is in Des Moines. So if you are listening to the show and you are going to that debate, uh, do something rowdy. <laughs> Yell. <laughs> How much do you think tickets are for that? Oh, I have no idea. Ugh. I was hoping Natalie was going, but she's not. No, I am not. I'm definitely not going. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I better hear somebody scream abhor the baldy during that debate. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Can you imagine how much that would own? We're just watching a debate and all of a sudden we <laughs> hear that. <laughs> oh, boy. That'd be a treat. <laughs> but, but Cory Booker won't even be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Rockhard Caucus signing off. Goodbye. Peace and love. Goodbye from me, Robo Natalie. And goodbye from me too, Robo Chuck.
can find me posted on the southeast side. You see the weapons, I be posted on the southeast side. You can find me posted on the southeast side. You see the weapons, I be posted on the southeast side. You can find me posted on the southeast side. You see the weapons, I be posted on the southeast side. You can find me posted on the southeast side. I grew up down the block. Posted on the southeast side. <laughs>